Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Josh, starting on three. One, two, three, go. A weemba way, a weemba way, a weemba way, a weemba way. You're not, you're not, you're not joining in. No, I'm not gonna join in. Did you not? I'll, I'll count you. I'll count you back in again. Okay. Starting on three. One, two, three. A weemba way, a weemba way. Is, is do we have a bad connection? Do we need to start over something? You're obviously not hearing me. Otherwise, too you take much, part. too much lag. That's not what we're talking about tonight. But it is, <laughs> as you mentioned, Josh. The night of the Lion King premiere. I'm assuming in Los Angeles. Yep. All the stars are out. John Oliver. Those are the stars. That's the one. That's the star. He's just <laughs> rolling. He's did you He's did you look at the the, the, uh, the cast photo? Yeah. <laughs> Seth, Seth, Him Rogen's, and Seth Rogen stick out like sore thumbs. Seth and it's Rogen's amazing. fucking face is everything I love in the world. I like that he's right next to Beyonce. <laughs> She's center. Donald Glover sitting beneath her smoldering. <laughs> you just see Seth Rogen's and John Oliver's stupid faces. Not Billy Eichner because he's great and he actually fits pretty nicely. <laughs> They're just like girt. <laughs> I think when it's all said and done, we're going to look at Seth Rogen as having one of the most eclectic and just downright great careers ever in Hollywood. I think he'll ever win an Oscar. He did. He, I mean, he kind of should have been nominated for Wozniak. For being I, oh, I He was I, great, but I wouldn't go that far. I mean, Stallone got nominated and Mark Rylance won, so I feel like Stallone that was pretty deserved good. it, though. That's know, the thing. But it, Mark Rylance was great in that movie. Why do you all hate good acting? I don't hate good acting. I, I like said, better Seth acting, Rogen. though. He was fine. Were, oh, he was great. He was the best part well, of the movie. Stallone was better. If I can change, and you can change. No, wrong movie. Wrong Rocky. Yeah, make fun of it all you want, but no make it worse. Get to the chopper. Wrong guy. Oh, shit. You're making yourself look dumb. Go watch, go watch Rocky. Stay cool, bad boy. Obligatory. I, I've had Steve Jobs and Batman and Robin within the first five minutes of this. I think I should get an award because that was that takes a lot of skill. I think you should get a foot up your butt. So. Like, oh, no, foot up my butt. See, yeah. see, that would be weird for the foot. I would feel bad for the person. I mean, as long as comfortable for everybody involved, honestly. Yeah, but like it t- and like, let's look at the logistics of getting a foot up a butt. That's not the easiest thing to do. Exactly. I mean, that's. And it's you not like you can just shoot it in there like you know, fish in a barrel. You really got to do some, <laughs> got to do some work. All right, it's not as easy as they try to tell you it is, Josh. Cody, thoughts on I, foot's I, up? I wonder about you sometimes. I'm just, just trying, I'm just asking questions. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally, me. that gets me every time. Literally, just asking questions. But uh, enough of the lollygagging. We actually have a lot to get to today. Um, uh, so, without further ado, The Lion King the premieres tonight. We're going to be hearing reactions probably by the time Cody's precious little head hits the pillow. So, let's get some predictions in. Oh, Josh, fuck. why don't you start giving your predictions for Lion King, Rotten Tomatoes, and opening weekend box office? Um, so the original has like a 94 or something. So, I'll say Jungle Book is 
about the same. Um, I'll go 86%. Okay. Um, and money-wise, I'm going to go to 25 million. Okay. Code red. What's our rules closest without going over? No, just closest. We don't, yeah, we don't prices right. We just straight. So up. I'll say 87%. Oh, you. On Rotten Tomatoes. And. Oh, fucking no. I hate this part of the money. I don't like the money part. Yeah. Um, 200. Straight 200. Okay. Uh, I'm actually, I could just dick Josh, because we be smart. That'd be super smart. We perfectly set it up this way, but I'm not going to this time. But I'm going to say, I know, I'm sorry. I'm going to go Rotten Tomatoes of 70%. Uh Uh-oh. That's still high. Eh, that's solo levels. Not great. Uh, I don't know. It's more of a gut feeling than an. I actually think it's. I'm. If it's pro, it's probably going to be in the eighty-six to low nineties range. But something about something tells me seventy is a good bet. It's because the talking, it the the fact they're like talking and then the CGI. I don't know. It could, and just the general tiredness. Like Aladdin, I think kind of knocked people out a little bit. That yeah, but Aladdin good. wasn't a John Favreau movie, so. I know, but it was still. There is some fatigue. I think, um, maybe not the best idea in hindsight to put that out two months before Lion King, but whatever. Uh, so I'll go 70, 72, yeah, 70%. Um, and then money, I'm going to drop it a straight 270. You're out of your mind. I don't know. I hired you know all the Avengers and I ended you know up what? $30 I'm not million dollars too low. Because last time you made it, you somehow predicted 300 million, which is... I still don't understand how that was physically possible. So didn't it go to 350? Right. Yep. Yeah. Again, I for something as big of a cultural touchstone as The Lion King, I just think the sky's the limit. I think, and especially with Beyonce and the songs, like, come on, who isn't going to see that? Just, I think that's the, I think that's the way to win this game is just to think of the demographics of people who want I mean, to yeah. see it. I mean, even my parents want to see this, and they don't see anything. So yeah, and like Beyonce is Beyonce, so. It's, yeah. And it's the Lion King. Like, even if she wasn't in it, I would probably only drop it, like, I think Beyonce's worth about $15 million. So it's still gonna be pretty freaking high. Um, so yeah. Lion King. I think it's gonna be huge. But I think this is another $2 billion for Disney, so. I, I still don't think it, I still think that's crazy, but. Who knows? We live in a weird, weird world. Nothing makes sense, and everything's terrible. Uh, and then real quick, Mulan thoughts, Cody? Uh, he didn't watch it, did he? No. no. Yeah, I don't think so. Interesting. Don't care about it. I go to, I like these Disney movies, these stupid remakes because it's an excuse to go watch a musical. I don't even know if I want to see this anymore. Interesting. I'm excited because it's not a musical. I like musicals. But I this shouldn't be a musical. It, but I like them. This one shouldn't be a musical. Why? It was the nineties, and it was perfect. Let it be. Let it be a war epic. Um, Disney's not good at war movies. Uh, Tell that to John Carter. (laughs) Yeah. Can you find me the other guy who saw it, please? 
Tim? What does people seeing a movie have to do with how good it was? Just like, come on. I don't think, how, I think he's talking about How many about people saw Swiss Army? Too many. Bad movie. Great no. movie. No, good, very good movie. Uh, no, I, I get what you, I, they kind of, I was about to ask that of, I haven't really been paying that close attention, but especially after Aladdin and especially after, I'm, you know, looks like Lion King, what do people want? Do they want reinterpretations like Mulan that take a different approach or take things away and maybe add some others? I think they, they want, want an excuse to be mad so they're going to complain every time. I want Disney not to be so fucking greedy and stop making these. No, that's a whole different conversation, but... I'm just talking uh, about mass. I, I want a business to stop making money. I'm oh, just no. talking. I'm talking about consumers, just as a as a singular body. Are people going to be? Are people more attracted to Aladdin that pretty much does Aladdin? Maybe adds a couple things, or Lion King that same deal adds a couple things. Are they going to? Do they really want Mulan, which is is something they're familiar with, but has a different spin and visual palette and all that kind of stuff? I mean, this is kind of the first of these live action remakes that has really gone strayed, it seems, this far. So Well, I mean, the Alice in Wonderland movies go pretty far. And that was kind of before they were a thing. Like, I would count Cinderella as the first, like, oh, we're doing live action, you know. And that one didn't have the songs, so. Yeah, and it did pretty well, right? I don't yeah. know, critically, people liked it. Probably I love like half billion. I think, as, I think after... In a post-Crazy Rich Asians world, I think this it's a good bet to do Mulan. And while it may not have the kind of... Uh, doesn't have the same appeal as Crazy Rich, Rich Asians, I think it's going to tap into the similar sort of sentiment. Especially if, the, fair, if uh, the Farewell with Aquafina does well at Oscar time. That it might be, you know, a moment for that, kind of, that sort of representation, I guess, in, in movies. And... Um, It'll, I think it'll hit a vein in that way. It just depends on if the movie's good, and it pretty much looks amazing. It looks malleable and physical and well shot, and I, I can be happy with it. I think my Josh and I, our prediction that this is going to be yeah, this is going to be the best the one. Best one is probably going to come true. I think I think Lion King will be the fan favorite when all said and done, but this will be the at least probably the better, the best made one. Well, but one but, stand but, out. and it's. I'll recognize it's stupid to talk about this when the movie's nine months away or whatever, but why do you think that will ultimately be the case? Do you think it's going to be the reinterpretation, the stripping away of songs, or what? Just because I think this one is the least beholden to just taking images and moments and recreating them. I mean, it's, I mean, it's based more in the kind of the legend of Mulan, the, the old uh, the ballad. So I... I think it has a little more wiggle room to be able to do something more creative and a little more dark. Um, I think I feel like this is going to be a PG 13 movie compared to the other ones, but, um, probably for like intense images or something. Yeah. Like, I mean, the villain is terrifying in the original one. Yeah. No different than like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Like it'll have that more gritty. No, they're not. Um, the, uh, kind of gritty, kind of bigger, more actiony, uh, feel to them. So I feel like, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know what Nikki Caro has done. She did something that was noteworthy that I oh, think Endgame. saw. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure she did Endgame. No, nope, that's the Rooster Brothers. I just looked it up. 
Nikki Caro directed Avengers Endgame. Sorry. I don't, I don't think that's now, the she case. Made, but... Her last credits are Anne with an E? No, it's a TV show. The Zookeeper's, Zookeeper's Wife. Wife. That's what I, that's what I saw. McFarland USA. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Zookeeper's Wife is really good. So, I, I, I'm, I think Why this not is the good. Zookeeper's Husband? Because. Good question. I'm just asking questions. Honestly, it's a good one too. <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you go make your own movie? I like Jessica Chastain. Yeah, exactly. And then the posters uh, are, is her cuddling a little, like, lion baby. So that's pretty cool. I love lions. <sighs> but anyways. You are saying something? No, I just okay. I think it's going to be no. great. Good right. flow, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> Liu Yifei, right? Wow. Who's the main girl? I'm doing my best. Donnie Yen and Jason Scott Lee. Oh, I know him. He's good. Yeah, no, yeah, Jet Lee. No, obviously no, like, uh, kind of super recognizable Chris Evans stars or anything like that. They are, you know, no whitewashing or anything like that that uh, is going to crop up. They got, seem like they've cast this pretty well. Um, it's, Wikipedia says Mushu will be in it. It's not, he's not gonna be in it. That's yeah, they just say, say something about it? It's, no, um, Mushu is not in it, uh, Shang is not in it, and the songs are not in it. Who's Shang? Uh, the love interest. What? Yeah. Isn't that like the crux of the whole story? No. I told you, this isn't based on the Disney musical, this is based on the story. That but the Shane musical was based so on. good, and you could have had Henry Golding. So That's what? dumb. Why is it dumb? Because I like Shane. Oh well, they'll bring in a new character that you can like. Watch the original. No. I don't, this, this is what I don't get. Everyone's like, Why is what? Disney ruining this. my childhood? Why don't they have these songs? Why don't they? Because the original's right there. You can go watch it. You don't have to see this movie if you don't want to see that. <clears throat> I want. I want to see a grittier. Darker, more epic uh, war kind of movie, you can do that and that's what Shane. I'm going to get. But you can also do it without him, and I don't really care. Just make it good. Cut or add whatever you want. The Why original is, is not Shane going anywhere because the original is there. Go watch that movie. <laughs> don't be a baby. I'm so sad. I'm so so sad. Cody, are you sad? No, Shane. I don't care. Let's get down. Are the are the Huns even the villains? No. Oh. What the fuck? Wow. You're gonna make Disney me news. watch this movie, aren't you? In other Disney news, we found out that Haley Berry, right? No, what's her name? Hallie ha- Hallie ba- Bailey. Bailey, that's right. Uh, is going to be playing Ariel opposite Myth- Melissa McCarthy as what's her face? The the octopus. Is she lady. confirmed yet? I don't think she's confirmed. I mean, it's, it was in a trade, so it's pretty much going to happen. Um, what's the... Ursula, there we go. And the stupid people came out and had to give their online discourse takes, but they're not racist, that's for sure. I'm not racist, but it's, it was all over the place. It's... I, I, I don't even want to talk about the stupid people, but it's a, it's worth just highlighting how dumb they are sometimes. And now I don't care very much about Little Mermaid, but now I'm going to stand it harder than ever. So go Little Mermaid. 2K... What? 20? Little Mermaid is a great movie. 
Will Sebastian be in it, though? Probably. No, he's being voiced by, uh, I think they cast him, didn't they? No, who'd they cast? <laughs> cast the fish. Uh, I hate That's... Flounder. Flounder can go die. Oh, it's going to be Jacob Tremblay. Kill Flounder. Flounder's the worst. I'm sorry. Cody, do you like Flounder? I don't good. care. They taste don't. so good, though. Fish is gross. Anyways, it's not. Fish is pretty good. Stop. Fish is bad for you. It gives you heart disease. No, it's really not, no. Beef all Can't the be way. With a... No, beef actually kills you faster. Why are you saying that like it's a bad thing? I don't understand. Anyways, let's move on. Let's go to Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take it. The Spider-Man Far From Home trailer is about to play, but if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame yet... Except for New York City! At the end, in the beginning. Mm, They go to Italy's fun. Spoken like someone who's never left the country. I I went to Canada, so there you go. Now you look foolish. That barely counts. Spoken like someone who's never left the continent. And all of us can afford that. Yeah, we don't have Robert Mueller as our sugar daddy. Well, maybe you should. Fair point. Fair point. I do stand, uh, Mueller. Keep up the good work, because I am going on vacation. Heads up. Nick Fury's calling you. I don't really want to talk to Nick Fury. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. What up, dorks? What's up? We're just talking about the trip. I'm here in St. Marco Polo's. Oh, I think MJ really likes me. That reminds me when I first fell in love. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. This is Mr. Beck. We could have used someone like you on my world. New world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. The snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? We have a job to do, and you're coming with us. There's gotta be someone else you can use. What about Thor? Off world. Captain Marvel. Unavailable. But I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Bitch, please, you've been to space. What do you want, Peter? Spider-Man Far From Home. Josh, you posted a bunch of letterbox word vomit, so I'm going to let you start uh, with your initial thoughts on the movie. Okay. Uh, take me deep into your psyche of what uh, I think is the... Hold on, let me, let me do the numbers here. The 580,000 Spider-Man-related piece of media come out in the last six months. Yes. Um, I needed some time to think about it before I actually had an opinion on it. I think this is a great <gasps> movie. <gasps> I think this is a good Spider-Man movie. Here comes the butt, Cody. Now, here, that was the butt. The, that was the good butt? Spider-Man movie was the butt. <laughs> oh, wow. Got some controversy. As opposed to Homecoming, which I thought was a good movie, but a kind of meh Spider-Man movie. Oh, so it's good. Yeah. Interesting. Show me on the doll um, where they hurt your childhood, Josh. Right in Peter Dingle. Um, nice. I like a lot. I love a lot of things in this movie. I have a lot of problems with other things in this movie. Um, but overall, it's a lot of fun. And I like where it ends up, except for maybe the post credit stuff. But that's 
We'll talk about that when we get to it. But um, overall, I really enjoyed it. And I think there's a lot to like in it. And I'm excited to see where they go with the future of Spider-Man. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being Kevin Feige's stand and 10 being hashtag not my Spider-Man, how do you think they portrayed your friendly neighborhood web slinger? Um, wouldn't that be backwards? No, not how I do it. That's, that I makes see, I see sense. things differently. I know, that's why we don't understand you half the time. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like a... I don't even know what order I'm supposed to go in. Uh, God, I literally just said it. Yeah, well, that's because I do things the normal way. You'll never stand out in this world. <laughs> At the beginning of this movie, I would say like a seven, but by the end, probably a four. So you went from very close to hashtag not my Spider-Man to being more in the middle. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Cody? What? Uh, better than Spider-Verse? No. No. Close to being better than Spider-Verse? Not even close. What do you know? S- several rings below Spider-Verse? Every movie that came out this year is several rings below Spider-Verse. Really? Mm-hmm. Even Alita Battle Angel? Especially Alita Battle you Angel. You didn't even see it. <laughs> You're right. I didn't. <laughs> it's... It's pretty bad. Uh, no, Godzilla? Pretty better than Godzilla? <laughs> Everything was better than Godzilla. Okay. All yeah, right. it's not good. I'm hating that the more I, removed I get from it. I keep forgetting about <laughs> the Ghidorah, so... and I keep remembering the other stuff. God, that was so trash. bad. So bad. <laughs> it's whatever. It's and Godzilla and Kong is coming it. out next year, and this one's going to make, like, it's hardly making any money back. And Oh, my God. And they're going to so steal it. Um, interesting. As for myself, I think it's fine. It's a little twist rooney Had some shades of uh, the prestige in there, I guess. If you want to think about a movie that has... you would, I guess you would maybe need to rewatch just to pick up everything, I guess. Because uh, there is certainly a lot of hints that, I, that now I'm remembering in hindsight or in the first act or so that kind of our giveaways to the Twisteroonie. Um, it's a fine Spider-Man movie. I don't really, I mean, Willem Dafoe's in it, so how good can it really be? To Is what I say to the masses who are get, saying this is, like, amazing. Watch Spider-Man. I Better. don't need to. Because yes, you Spider-Man do. Because Spider-Man 1 exists. Because you haven't seen either of those. You haven't seen Spider-Man 2 probably since it came out. No, I saw it a few years ago. Maybe. Not no, in my letterbox I've... days, but... Watch it again. That. So, like, that was like seven years ago. Watch it again. Gatsby's Spider Man. Um. <laughs> no Gatsby's Spider Man. I'm just saying. Gatsby's Spider Man. Oh, so good. Misery, misery, misery. That's what you've chosen. <laughs> Despite of everything you've done for them. Josh, just go take a bathroom break. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be ready in 10 minutes. <laughs> this way, I'm going to watch the movie and come back. <laughs> Good. Willem, you're too good for us. Make your choice, hero. <laughs> so you say all these like it's a meme, but it's a genuinely great character. 
I'm not joking. You, you he's can the be best the, part you of can these be movies. Both of those you, things. No, I, he's not. But no. he is absolutely. He's not. He's better than gross Tobey Maguire's face. He's yeah. better than weird. Not than Doc. He's not he's better not, than Doc. Ah, uh, he's, he's better than the Sandman well, and the yeah. Venom. He's better That's than not, uh, James Franco's weird early 2000s frosted tips, <laughs> or Kirsten Dunst's uh, dead face. Nice. I mean, you just can't you can't dispute that. Willem Dafoe is he is the cream of the crop in, of the Raimi films, and he needed to be all in all of them. He, like, he, he, is in all, he is in all of them. No, but he needed to be the villain in all of them. Like, no, he the, didn't. He should have been the main character, for being really honest here, Cody. He was the best character. He's always the best. Uh, that's why this, these will never rise past them. It's just, it's impossible. That's why they'll ever, only ever be okay. Exactly. Or as I like to say, that Josh loves fine. It's fine. Um, it's more than fine. Okay, uh, what are, let's, I guess, I think the best place to start here is probably just looking in sequence of where this movie takes place. Uh, I hated, I hated the, the turning the, the blip, and we'll get to the blip in a second, uh, but I didn't like turning that into a joke. I didn't like how yeah, they just sort of brushed I, that aside. And, yeah, I, I hated that. I hated everything about that. Because if you're going to treat the half the world disappearing with as much, dare I say, like, potency, or just respect, or any good word, really, that they did in Endgame, and then turn it into a joke here, of like, oh, well, they're playing basketball, but then the marching band comes back, what? Like, ugh, kill me. And, like, it just was stupid. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying the movie has to be all about that, but to not turn it into a meme for the opening 15 minutes, like, come on, you can do better than that. Right, Cody? No. Oh. I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, say something like that happened in real life. Okay, can you imagine that for a second? Okay, so no. let's imagine a future where we're recording one day, and then all of a sudden you go quiet because you got... Dusted. Five years goes by. Josh, Tim, and I are doing the podcast, and then <laughs> you jump back on. Let's ignore the logistics of how that would work, and actually think about how that would feel. Like, yeah. That would be no, crazy. but no, no, no. I'm not saying like at, like, at the moment. At okay. the moment, I'm sure it was all serious and everything. But how many 9/11 jokes have you heard? Not enough in your life. Oh, um, a few. Okay. A tragedy like that will become a joke eventually. But no, but 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 but, but Cody, that was not, not a joke. Months. That was that wasn't a joke really by the characters. That was a joke by the movie. Like they could have done anything, but they instead, like I mean before, they chose to show the, a guy in a marching band get hit in the face by a basketball when he snaps back into existence. That was the movie's choice. It wasn't the characters' choice. None of them had to deal with anything. And like the, but they did raise the whole like that the kid who was hanging out with MJ of like, oh well, he was just this scrawny little nobody, and then you know, oh now he's just this big guy, but like, like the scene with Scott Lang and his daughter when he just shows up and she has that really emotional scene with him, or just 
you know, you could go from being a little brother with a big sister, and then all of a sudden the sister comes back and you're the older brother. How fucked up that is and how crazy yeah, it, it is. It would be messed up. I'm just saying, though, people cope with things by making fun of them in real life. But that's not But I'm saying. The movie did that. The characters didn't even get well, the chance to be. Sure, I'm sure, but they'm sure they would. I don't know. I just think, like, you're choosing to it's be mad about It's not that they this. didn't. It's that we didn't get to see it. Okay. And, I mean... I don't want to do the whole, well, this, if you wrote it this way, but maybe there's a way you could tie in the reappearances to Mysterio or something like that. I, I can't, a, 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 a narrative pathway isn't, or not even use Mysterio, but a narrative pathway isn't opening up to me right now, but, like, maybe there's, you could have had a villain that has something to do with people coming back and, and how that feels. Like, that's the thing that I hate about this series and, I hate that I don't like about this movie is that they constantly pave over how something feels to make it funny. And this, and with knowing how great they did it, they handled it with Endgame, to see him just kind of lollygag about and not even pay that awesome, amazing plot development that I, the story choice that I love, and not even do anything with this is upsetting. Because Spider-Man, I think, is probably the most... The, the MCU character who most invites emotion because of his past and because of how we've seen him getting dusted away or embracing Tony and being broken up over Tony. Like, that's your that's your chance. And they've pretty much said that this is the end of Phase 4 or whatever. So to leave it on a joke after the most cr- the craziest thing in human existence happened? Like, what the hell? I don't understand what you're getting so upset about, if I'm being honest. I just really... I, I like... You disagree with the choice they made. I do. I so like cool. Okay. Josh, so, will you come down? I'm I'm more with you. I think. Well, I wanted to see this movie. I mean, ultimately, it it it's a problem with the movie where a lot of it goes for the joke when there could be more genuine moments. There could be more not drama, but just real human moments. Say what you will it, about. Honestly, don't roll your eyes too much. Say what you will about the Webb and Raimi movies, but they go, they don't really skirt around having the characters actually deal with stuff. Like Peter Parker doesn't just get over, uh, his, his uncle's death in, I, in either of them. Not that it's a big point in this. And he doesn't just get over Emma Stone dying or whatever. Like they people actually have to well, I think, deal with I don't, stuff. I think the thing, the one thing about all this that I think it does well is dealing with, Peter's trauma with Tony's death. That I think it does do well because yeah. we keep back to it. Yeah. It's everything around it. It's everything dealing with the world post endgame, the world post the snap or the blip or whatever you call it. I um, I, I hate the, I also hate the word, the blip. It's no, no, st- that's, that's what I hate about it. It's, I just, it's so dumb. I hate the, I hate, I just, I wanted to see, and obviously it's a high school thing. There it's, it's a bunch of kids made a little tr- tr- uh, memorial video even if it's even if they tried, it would probably be shitty. But it's I don't know. It just I don't like that they immediate. That's how they opened it. Like maybe if they dealt with it in this movie, and then two movies down the road, they refer back to it as kind of in like a joking way or to make a joke out of it. That's cool. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. But we're one literally Not one even, movie. Uh, Endgame is and, still in theaters. <laughs> yeah. Like time. Like running time wise, this is. Ten minutes after, like, 
it's ten minutes into the first movie after Endgame. After the planet was repopulated, yeah, and we're doing this, I just, I, it it really left a bad taste in my mouth, and it made me unsure going into the rest of the movie, which eventually I ended up liking. But, Uh, but for me, it's just to me the whole first act is really just starts off sour with that, and then it has some other problems. But. I, I'm sim- I'm similar with you. My grade is going to reflect that I like this movie, but the, after that first, once I realized what they were doing and just how they were very conveniently sidestepping what I think could be a really great story if they cared yeah. to, it just everything else after that just kind of felt like I don't know. It, it, I just didn't. I, my expectations and my hopes, I guess, were just sort of dashed. I was like, okay, I guess I just gotta watch another like, dumb Spider-Man I, movie. I think, I think the, the thing is they handle it. It's not that they sidestep it. They do handle the, the aftermath. I just don't like the way they did it. They address it and they linger yeah, on it they, for a while. They address they it, it and then humor. immediately turn it into and now this guy's Peter's romantic rival. Like, fuck yeah. that. Come on. Yeah, I, I just, I don't agree. I, I really think you guys are making way too big of a deal about it. And just it's because you guys did, yeah, you are though, you are making not, a deal about it. I you are. Think, you I mean, guys are. Major, is it not? A, is it a major part of the first part of the movie, or is it not? It's a fine part. It's not even. It you guys, is, it's just you. You disagree with the choice they made in the movie, so you're just gonna sit around and complain about it. No, I'm, what, I'm, I just, I'm just. I'm just. I'm putting it aside we're so we can about talk the about the rest of it. I just. I just. I think you guys are. You're really focusing in on this thing like it's a real tragedy that happened. No, 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 no. We're just movie. talking about it in is. the concept of the movie. I, 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 I don't care about it, like, in my real life. Just as a movie, then yeah. It's That's fine. Now, it's I, don't just, care I think it. you're just perseverating on it a bit too much for my tastes. Okay. Cody, stop being cynical. I'm not being cynical. You guys are the one putting <laughs> this huge fucking analysis into ten minutes into a movie. Well, like, I, Christ. Well, Judge I, just it on. Wanted, I just wanted to feel the consequences. That's all, that's all I wanted. Josh, me the last 10 years. Um, <laughs> with the MCU. You didn't like that. Okay. No. Do you want me See, I think they've dealt with it fine for most other movies. This is the one where I really think they should have gone away from the joke. A bit. They were never going to do that with this character. They, they should. Well, they didn't. There's a whole trilogy where they don't they do that. They never were going to do that. Because they saw how successful Spider-Man Homecoming was, and they set it up as a teen comedy. So why would they make this one not a teen comedy? It's called growth and evolution. Oh my God, then, Josh, but it really, was you sound like me. Oh my God, this is insane. Are you from just, the multiverse? No, because that doesn't exist. <laughs> oh shit, that's right. I just I don't think spoilers, that spoilers. Mysterious then. villain. Ah. Duh. Of course he's villain. But putting all that aside, so. Cody, go to you or where you are. Josh and I are where we are, but let's cool. Let's try not to. Let's move past the whole. Okay. Well, last thing. The blip is a stupid fucking thing to call it. It doesn't even make any sense. When I think of a blip, I think of like a dot and like a little pop of light. But this is people. This is a five-year-long blip. I, I don't understand that. Bad name. I think we should move on before Cody has an aneurysm. What well, is just whatever, it has guys. A brain, brain blip. Um, I don't think that that's too stupid of a name, but pretty much the the pitch of this movie is that Peter goes on vacation. Yes. He spends he spends homecoming and uh, Infinity War and Endgame trying to be an adult, and he realizes how much that sucks. So he wants to go back to being a kid, 
and just go on vacation, but Samuel Jackson, or does he, doesn't want him to do that. Uh, and that's, Devin, you got your movie. Uh, thoughts on taking it out of New York? I will try not to chime in, because you both know how I feel, but how did you like the international flavor, Josh? Do you think it worked well? No. Really? Um, well, I take that back. I think, for what it is, it's fun, and it, it, it serves the story well. It's just not the story I want, but kind of taking myself out of myself. Um, does that make sense? Uh, it, it works fine. It's, it makes for some fun scenes. It makes for some, um, interesting, it, it makes for some, uh, interesting drama later in the movie. Um, I just, I want, I mean, my, I, New York is important to Spider-Man. Like, and I, I, I say this as a person who does, I hate New York. I hate New York City. I think it's, Cutting that out. Cutting this out. No, you're not cutting it out because it's a, it's a, it's a lawless mess of a just <laughs> terrible place. Uh, Listen, I, I'm gonna be honest with you here. I went to, uh, I went to go get lunch uh, earlier, and there was like this, there's this um, uh, noodle shop kind of um that I had has every single day of our lunchtime has like an enormous line that sort of wraps around the block, and it's the biggest ass ache in the world to get around. So I kind of hopped across and went uh, more by the curb on the street. And I came within seconds of stepping on a dead rat that was just laying on the street. You just trashed city. You just described <laughs> everything wrong with that city in under ten seconds. I'm sure you almost tripped over a garbage bag too. No, but I I I didn't look both ways, and a biker like ran into me and just like pushed me back so we could get by. And then like there was a big truck coming that was going. I was like, ah, I'm gonna die, and they just ran. But other than that, it's a great place. But anyways, you're saying about New York. Anyway, Trash City, but it's very important to Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Listen uh, here. We only have roaches sometimes. Too many. Most of the time. And rats. And people. Um, the, I just, I want, it, it's supposed to be like a character. I mean, it's, it's, it's important to him as his powers or his family or his friends. Like, it's, it's, it's an integral part of him. We got a little bit of that in the beginning of Homecoming, then we kind of left and we went to DC and, then we're on a plane, and then we're in some building, and then it's just, it's barely used. Here, it's nowhere to be found until the ending scene, which is amazing. I love the ending scene. But. Yeah, T poses on the Statue of Liberty? Hell yeah. And then it starts doing the Fortnite dance? Mm-hmm. All of them. He um, the whole rotation. The one with the leg but, kick and then the arm punching? Yeah, that, that's good stuff. Um, that being said, it's cool to see Spider Man in, awesome. in Italy, in all these different locations. Um, and it's, you know, it makes for some fun scenes, um, and the whole just whether it's in New York or it's in Italy or it's in DC or it's in wherever it is, just the whole it's it really it, it chooses to focus on the relationship between him and MJ and him and Mysterio and the past relationship between him and Tony. So those are the things it focuses on. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it doesn't really matter where it takes place. It's just it's an element that's it's a really important element that's missing. So. Okay. Uh, I didn't, uh, kind of the hard thing about superhero movies, especially with Batman and Spider-Man, and one of the things that filmmakers often try to work with, um, is how many times are you going to show somebody swinging through a city, or gliding through a city, or driving their, or driving the Batmobile on a street and crashing into a car, blah, 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 like, you do need to widen the world without, um kind of getting your, having your character sort of lost in it. And I think that happened in Dark Knight Rises and 
I don't think that really happened here because I just think this this they've established Spider-Man pretty well as being global. Whereas if you took Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire out of New York and put him in you know Italy or Germany or London or whatever, I think it would feel weird. But this one because he's not so much your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and he's gone to space like. Samuel Jackson says, bitch, you've been to space. Like, dumb, kind of fun, silly line, but it's ultimately true. that It didn't, uh, that part of it really didn't bug me. Um, but, uh, so I guess I didn't really mind it, and the, the conceit of having him go on a school trip I thought worked fine, and there was just, so, there was so much going on that I almost didn't get a chance to miss him, you know, posing in front of the American flag on the Empire State Building, or, you know, do, or flossing on Ellis Island, or what have you. So, Cody, how did, you, did it even register for you, or did you like it? No, I, I also, I would, I'm with you, Mason. I think that they pretty well established that, not even just in the MCU, but New York doesn't really matter to this Spider-Man. It's just, he's he's more established. Like, like you said, he's more globally established. Yeah. Rather than being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, he's a friendly world. Would you, so, the uh, question is needs to be asked, Cody, is Spider-Man a globalist? Absolutely. <laughs> God, everything sucks. Um, I guess we've kind of talked about Spider-Man, but Tom Holland, pretty solid. Always. He just doesn't do anything great, I don't think. He doesn't do anything terrible, but he's just pretty good. Josh? I think he's Incredible in this movie. Uh, he's probably the best, if not outside of Jake Gyllenhaal, he's probably the best part of the movie. Um, I I think his performance just gets better with every single one of these. I think he's 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 the best as far as acting goes and as far as portrayal goes when it goes to Peter Parker and Spider Man. I mean, I have maybe a, a pref- preference for Tobey Maguire just because of I love those movies, I love that trilogy, I love that nostalgia and all that stuff. But he's without question the best one. I don't think it's even a debate at this point. So we got you are, you're Holland, Cody's Garf, or Cody's McGuire, and I'm Garfield. Wow. All right. What? No. We're both Garfield. No, I'm. I like Tom Holland better. Have I not made it clear that I do not like Tobey Maguire? Oh yeah, that's right. Damn it. I How do you not like Tobey Maguire at all? I don't. Not you, Mason. Oh, Garfield. Yeah. See, there's a scene in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. If you mention that stupid scene... We are one in more a chimney! Time, what? It's not... <laughs> nothing in those movies are funny. Nothing about those movies are good, except for the one scene in Amazing Spider-Man 2 at the beginning. I don't know. Have, did you see Dane DeHaan as the Green Goblin? That was horrible. I know, it was great. It reminded me of Batman did you and see, Robin. I did you it. see... Oh my god, why do you like bad things? <laughs> see, it's not bad if I enjoy it. It's that. It's bad. But I enjoy it. Not supposed to be bad. But I enjoy it. Oh, oh well. Oh, you well. enjoy bad things. Okay. That's fine with me. I hate that movie. It's better than to not enjoy good things. Wait, I, don't, I do that too. Wait, what are you talking about? I don't know. Uh, Those movies suck. God. Let's talk about D- Robert Downey Jr. As I brilliantly put in my Letterbox review, letterbox.com slash Mason Merritt, this movie is both about... Uh, Spider-Man learning to live without Tony, and the MCU trying to figure out how to live without Downey. And I gotta say, I'm a little bit beaten down on the whole, let's just turn, our villains can just be people Tony Stark has fucked over. 
Do yep. I feel like we've done that a few too many times? We get I'm it. getting tired of it. I think it works fine. It's not that it doesn't work. It's just I don't want – that shouldn't be every Spider-Man villain. It's happened twice now. Yeah. I, get, I, I would say that they do a good job of escaping that and not being beholden to Tony Stark. Like when I think of Vulture, I don't think of – him taking stuff from Avengers Tower or whatever he did. I don't even know if I have that right. And when I think of Mysterio, I'm not thinking about how he... I'm thinking about how he more metaphorically wants to take Tony Stark's place than the history that they share together. But I agree. I also agree with you, Josh, that as soon as I start thinking about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess he's just the guy Tony Stark fucked over. It is kind of tiring. And they... But I think this movie is about getting out of his shadow. In yeah. the macro and the micro sense. And hopefully in three, we start to see that a little bit. And, you know, we get some... I have a feeling that they're just going to do the easy route of like, oh, uh, Norman Osborn bought Avengers Tower and he's the Green Goblin now. Like, I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. I hope it's not, but whatever. I can see that happening. Cody, how do you come down on Mysterio being a guy Tony Stark fucked over? I like it. I don't mind it. It really doesn't matter to me. Um, I thought it, it works fine because of how tied together Spider-Man is to Tony Stark is like a concept. Yeah. And the thing that this move, this Tom Holland Spider-Man has that the other two don't is the, the <sighs> idea of a father figure. And that's sort of the string that's pulled Spider-Man through these is that Tony Stark is his father figure. So it kind of, in that way, it kind of makes sense to have the people he throws down against being tied to to Stark. But um, yeah, it is that doesn't also mean it's not a little tiring. <laughs> and I want to see what happens outside of that little sandbox. But uh, but Joan Hall was really good. He was hamming it up. Seemed like he was having a blast. And yeah, <laughs> and. By golly, I don't know how they did it, but Hollywood finally figured out how to just put somebody in a mocap suit on screen and not even have to animate it. So, <laughs> like, we haven't really seen a movie about special effects, honestly, since The Prestige, and I think that's pretty awesome. I mean, at this way. point, I'm I'm kind of mad that they didn't cast uh, Andy Serkis. <laughs> well, even though was, I know, I know, I know, I know. He was but in still, the, he was in The Prestige, Cody. Oh yeah. <laughs> And he played he played David Bowie's Igor. Who also had a cat, don't forget. Oh so yeah. Don't don't let any do not harm this animal. And Bowie and David Bowie's like, okay. <laughs> I may be paraphrasing there, but I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Um Josh, further Mysterio thoughts. Um Mysterio is one of the best parts of the movie. Um I actually it's probably might be my favorite part of the movie. Uh he is Jake Gyllenhaal is great. I mean that's goes without saying Jake Gyllenhaal is always great. Um, but I really liked his character arc. I mean, we all know who's going to be a villain unless you live under a rock. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked the way they presented it. I liked the, I liked the way they revealed it. Um, and I really like the money. I think my favorite scenes outside of the plane scene and his final battle are, is that, um, I don't know what they're in, like a warehouse or whatever, but the first kind of illusion scene is, one of the best things I've ever seen in a Marvel movie. Th- that entire... Where he reveals himself, yeah. basically. No, like, where he just he fakes out with uh, Nick Fury's death, or shooting him or whatever, and then 
goes into the whole thing and you have all these different, and then the, the shot with Iron Man coming out of the grave, that was awesome. Um, and I just, everything about the whole thing. I thought that that dragged on way too long. No, I loved how long it went on. I liked that it, it kept going and then you thought it was over and then it kept going. I kept going more and then it got hit by a train. Like I just, yeah. I loved everything about that. Just, it felt tedious at some point of like, I get it. I didn't know the thing. No, I, I liked it. I mean, they, they, it, to me, it made up for the lack of anything like visually imaginative with Doctor Strange. Like, put John Watson to, and for Doctor Strange streaks because like, he knows how to make things look cool. Um, uh, wait, I, wait, let's just jump off on the the illusion part of it of his actual character, Cody. How, first of all, how did you think about? Uh, what did you think about that? I don't know. What do you call it, the illusion scene? That's cool. Yeah, too long, yeah. too short, just right. No, it was fine. I actually thought the reveal of Mysterio was pretty clever. I honestly, t- I really didn't even think that that was a possibility. I like that completely caught me up, caught me off guard that they were actors and that it was just a bunch of drones. Like I, I knew something was up when that when he webbed that thing by the Ferris wheel, but I did not expect it to actually be an illusion, like <laughs> visual effects, like a movie. Um, so that was really clever and. And then, of course, there's there's the obligatory. Well, we kind of wrote it with thinking about what's happening in the world with like information and deepfakes, fake news, and all that stuff. It's just whatever. But thought that was at least clever and brought something new to the table. What'd you guys think of it? Yeah, I thought it was great. I yeah, thought it was good too. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a contemporary way to take this character that's yeah, very not contemporary. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I gotta say. We live in a world where, with, especially with superhero movies, where we just kind of have to live with ex- exposition dumps. And people always kind of try to dress them up and try to do something clever. And But it's also, it ultimately just ends up with somebody telling somebody else something they already know, but that the audience needs to hear. But the way that they handle with this, of him giving a toast, and actually, it made sense that he would say, and then there's John, who wrote the best damn dialogue we've heard, blah, blah, blah. I thought that was actually really... As somebody who rolls his eyes really hard at exposition, exposition dumps, I thought that was great. And it's a small thing, but it's a good, a nice little writing uh, moment there. I was like, oh, okay. That was very clever. Uh, assuming they didn't register for either of you, and it's just a dumb Mason thing, but, you know. No, the exposition was obvious, but it doesn't doesn't usually bother me. Okay. Right. Um, other Mysterio-related things. Motivations, strong, not strong. Josh. We've been over that, haven't we? Um, yeah, I mean. I still want to get on the record. It's, I, I, I don't love that it's, again, I don't love that it's based in Tony Stark, but for what it is, yeah, it works. So if you took Tony Stark away and it was just Quentin Beck trying to. I mean, if it was, some, if it was somehow tied into Peter, I would like it more. Yeah. But you can't really do that with Peter, so. I don't know. I mean, but isn't him being your guy who's screwed over by Tony Stark not directly addressing the events of Endgame that you guys were complaining about earlier? That's about not, the, that the it vacuum? Has nothing to do with Endgame. It has oh, something, yeah, it with War, something right? Tony did years before Endgame. Uh, his his vacuum? Barf. That was left? Well, that's but that's just a thing oh, left. Yeah. That's just things, I don't know. I'm talking more of just like a like a plot thing, not so much a story thing of actually tying into Barf from Civil War. Oh, I don't, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. 
I, I honestly didn't even think of that as a possibility. I don't know who did. Did you see any of that? Like, oh, maybe it's this thing from Civil War, Josh, or no? I didn't even think once. Wow. I mean, I had a feeling it was going to be somehow related to Tony. I just didn't know how. It just seems like that was a really obvious thing from Civil War that I'm surprised nobody figured it out. Well, I'm sure somebody figured it out, but that it just didn't make its way around. Of like, oh, Mysterio's just going to be going to use the tech from Civil War, kind of a thing. I'm just, I'm surprised. Good for, good for them. Um, so yeah, Joan Hall, pretty solid. Um, his whole plot, I thought, was pretty good. Um, that I don't. I'm not sure if I 100% buy the explanation for how they're doing all that. Uh, like with the elementals of, you know, we felt the earth earth shake and we saw the damage that they did. The marrying that and then holographic images is, you know, it's a little silly. But again, there's aliens and, you know, the infinity gauntlet. So maybe that's not as big of a deal. But something about that just, I, didn't, I thought it was kind of fishy that I feel like people would be able to figure it out. Um, but, honestly, this would be a great movie for, uh, like, one of those, it's like 40X, like, experiential, like, where your yeah. chair shakes, and, like, you get spritz with water, or your seat warms up, that kind of a thing. I don't think, uh, I should have done that, if that exists. But, uh, uh, where did we come down the ele- elementals? Cody, did you think they were cool? Yeah, they were fine. Yeah. Josh? They were, I mean, they served their purpose. They exactly, cool. exactly. They they did what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. The one thing I, I wonder is how did they, because uh, towards the end of the scene where he get, Peter uh, gets caught on fire by one of them, how did that happen if they're not? The drones spit okay. fire. Yeah, uh, they, they sort of just, the drones are, can do everything, I guess. Okay. I, don't know. I, I didn't still, really I still don't how understand they all how... Just, I, I just, even with the postcard scene, I don't understand how Mysterio would be able to spin, you know, this giant smoke monster turning into a bunch of drones and somehow put that against Spider-Man. I guess he's just maybe saying that it was Spider-Man who did all that, or I don't know, whatever. I'm sure there's, I just wasn't paying attention in that five seconds and missed something, but whatever. The, they, like, whoever said, they served their purpose, they got us to the end just fine. Um... Josh, you said something earlier that I take on umbrage with. You said that Tom Holland is, or, no, Jill Hall's the standout of this movie. I go Zendaya. She's also great. I loved her. Because she, she's a completely different flavor than what we've seen in the MCU. Of yeah. Somebody who's yeah. like, oh, shit, who's that character that's, uh, there's like a TV character that she kind of reminds me of. Uh, Alex uh, Jones. <laughs> Jesus. She, no. She's like... A, a more mischievous Eeyore, I guess. So she's always kind of, and she's just so woke, and people like are taken of, uh, uh, taken off guard by that. And she needs to, like, say like she's blunt, she's so they, blunt, and she's she doesn't she just kind of says what's on her mind. Yeah, I guess um, she asks she's asking questions a lot of the time, and I respect that <laughs> out of somebody. But I think just for the flavor that she brings and the different just kind of different person than her character is compared to everybody else who's been in these movies. I think for me, she stuck out, uh, stuck out the most. And I thought her, you know, budding relationship with Peter was ultimately the backbone of this and why I came out of it feeling pretty good and not annoyed by some of the other stuff. Um, and yeah, Zendaya forever. MJ forever, I guess. Yeah. 
she's I, I like her. I think she's great. Um, I, I want, I'm just as excited to see more of her as I am of Peter. So I just hope they don't do anything stupid with her, of like kill her or make her a superhero. Those are the two. Don't no. do those things. I don't think Monster they Spider Gwener. Jesus, the same exact way in the Clock Tower with Green Goblin. No, they already fucked that scene up once. Please, oh my god! (laughs) Stop! Don't get my head. Don't get my hopes up, dude. Remember when you loved him? I do like Dane DeHaan. I like him a lot. He's the apex predator. Yikes! Um, Let's see. Looking at my notes, Um, I have. I do have one. And Josh, you're gonna hate me for this, but I also do have one other major complaint. If it's as big of a reveal as Peter's identity is exposed, put it in the goddamn movie. Don't put it in the end credits. I'm sorry, that's stupid and it's annoying. Why? Because it's not in the movie. Don't put this extra five minutes to reveal possibly the most crucial plot point. Of the entire story. Why do that? What do you mean? They're setting up the next one. I know, but put that at the end of the movie and just have the next post credit scene be the only one. I don't know why they had to break it up like that. I I guess I don't understand what you're upset about. He's upset that the end of the movie isn't... Is a cliffhanger? No, he's upset that there's credits in between the ending scene and the end of the movie, end of the story. That's annoying. That annoys me. And sometimes, and I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure I cannot be the only person who's ever run into this situation. Sometimes when a movie ends, I just, I, it's not that I need, I have to go. I have to go and I can't stay. So like the fact that maybe, I don't know. Why do you need to go? Where do you have to be? I'm not saying I did. I'm saying just in general, if somewhere, if someone had somewhere to be and they needed to bolt as soon as the movie ended or whatever. whatever if you have someone to bolt as soon as the movie ended, you shouldn't be seeing the movie to begin with. That's your problem. You know going into the... It's been 10 years. You know going into one of these. If you don't know going into okay. one of these, that you got to stay an extra what five gotta, minutes. What if you got to take a shit? What if you got to Tough pee? shit. Tough shit. You can hold it. If you pee, if you hold your pee too long, you really hurt your whatever. If you've held it that long, you can hold it for another five minutes. You will be fine. I'm going to tell you guys that Oh yeah, here we go. I didn't watch the second end credit scene. I don't even remember what it was. Because I never do. I never watched the second one because of my trauma for the past five movies. They've been completely pointless. Yeah, they kind of suck. Well, what even was this one? I don't remember. Well, the second one was... Uh, I mean, yeah, this one was huge. Yeah, that one was big too. Super important. that. They were both and, big, and they and they're not like put them in the movie and do something else in the end credits. Like I don't understand. So you're so you're upset when they're pointless, but when they're actually important, you don't you want them in the no, movie. No, because when they're pointless, I just leave. It just sounds like you just don't want any credits. I just leave, Josh. I leave. I left for Venmo. I didn't oh, well, stay for Venmo. Nobody stayed for Venmo because Venmo sucked. Tell that to seven hundred fifty million dollars at the bottom. How much of this. Transformers: Age of Extinction make? More than that. That doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does. Venmo is the film of the people. No, it wasn't. It's Tell the, that it's the film of the Ed. Fifty million dollars. Oh, it's terrible. S- Spielberg, who? Christ. Oh boy. I just it, it just 
annoyed me. It drove me up anyway. a wall. <laughs> just, I hate everything about you. Oh my god. Um, Spider-Man. No, okay, so, but I can see where Mason is coming from Thank for that you. first one. For Thank that first you. one. Seeing as it came directly after the last scene of the movie. And I'm but that's what they, sure that they've the done that. Coming back. So that doesn't well, I'm pretty don't... sure the, the I'm scrolls sure are the, scroll next, the, the next big arc. Really? Like, oh, yeah. come yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't there a whole huge comic book yeah, about scroll. that? Fuck that. Yeah, that's oh. 100% the next one. You know Get nothing. Thanos back. God. I hate scrolls. Bad. I honestly liked Captain Marvel more than this. I'm just going to say it. That's just not true. I, I love Captain Marvel. I really like Why? this. I love Captain Marvel. Because it's a great movie. It's not. What's so wrong with it? Brie Larson is oh, boring in it. No, she's not. Yes, she's incredibly oh, she's boring. She never no, laughs. She's no, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what's wrong about Captain Marvel is that they never once explain why the Skrulls and the other people hate each other, and it's like the main plot point, and they just don't get into it. And that's it's really bad. the main plot point, though. You just we just start saying how the scrolls are the new villains, and you're saying that the t- first time we see them, they aren't the new, they aren't the villain or whatever. Know. They're the thing. They're the new stones or whatever. I don't know. I hate the scrolls. I hate everything. But that that first credit scene should have been on the damn movie. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm. That's just the truth. That's an objective fact, and it's whatever. Right. It's a correct whatever. Cody Regardless me, of whether it's fuck you, Josh. Okay, fuck off. First of all, regardless of whether the credit scene was in a part of the movie or in the credits, I don't care because I don't like the credit scene. Oh, shit. We buried the lead. You don't? No, uh, I like part of it, and the part of it I like is when J.K. Simmons shows up as J. Jonas Ames. As Alex Jones. Yes, and it was incredible, and I loved it. What I don't like is that we finally get to a point at the end of this movie. Big Ben Shapiro vibes. No, ben, ben no. Shapiro. Ben Shapiro's He's nothing yeah. like Ben Shapiro. No, he's Come not. on. He's no, no, no. Like, that's, what, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Is the outlet is big ben, ben Shapiro vibes. Like, he's definitely a stabber. Like, there's going to be an MCU Ben Shapiro. Where just no, this no he's, he's just guy. he's just Alex Jones. I don't know what you're... No, I'm saying, like, Alec, like Alex Jones is Infowars He or just wants a reason to talk shit about Ben Shapiro. They're just going to put, like, there's going to be a Ben Shapiro still. character. I'm just saying. And he reminds because JK is obviously Alex Jones, and they just ripped that from the video game. So that's not that yeah. clever. I'm, it's still funny. I'm like, is he gonna be J. Jonah Jameson going forward? Like, what? Yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah I'm I mean, they just said established in, that. Said in, they said in an interview. Uh, said in an interview, he's like, Josh, there's no, we can't he's recast. already Commissioner Gordon. Who's not? How can he do both? <laughs> he's never coming back. What Ben um, Affleck's Batman movie is gonna be coming out like next year, right? No, it was supposed to come out last year. <laughs> It was supposed to come out like five years ago. Probably. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, anyway, wow. you don't you hate the reveal? I don't like this reveal at all. Wow. Because you don't like the time. Okay, so here's my thing. I know I know I've been shitting on this movie the whole time. I like this movie a lot, and by the end of this movie, I I love the ending scene because we're swinging through New York. I feel like we're getting that more traditional Spider-Man by the end of this movie. We're getting there, not all the way there yet. So we're definitely going to see a more. I feel like we're going to see more Spider-Man story in the next movie. And then what do they do? We take away everything that makes Spider-Man unique, and we're going to make him like every other superhero in this universe. So now he doesn't have a secret identity, just like Tony Stark, just like Captain America, just like Thor, just like Hulk, just like everybody else. Well, technically, Hawkeye doesn't have a secret identity, but that's because no one cares. Exactly. Um, the And here's the thing. This is going to be handled in one of two ways in the next movie. Okay. Either 
it's going to be like Aunt May where they make a big deal about it at the end of the movie and then it's just nothing. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, Aunt May doesn't care. They spend um, more time on how she and Happy are going to get together than her knowing her son's yeah, a superhero yeah. and died. <laughs> so either that, either that's going to happen or yes. they're going to have it reversed or undone midway or by the end of the next movie. I don't like either of those. If you're going to do it, do it and make it a big thing and make it happen later down the line once Spider-Man is established as a big part of New York, a big hero. And they haven't done that yet. So why are they doing it's, – it's, to me, this is what – this was uh, what DC did when they killed off Superman two movies in. This is too early. Too, it's so stupid. Okay. I do not understand why they did this. Josh, I have a question for you. What? I need you to separate yourself from the fact that I'm asking it. Because I know how much you respect me, and that's just going to taint your... I already want to kill you. That's the question. In all seriousness, though, look at it objectively. Do you really like this movie? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Because it seems like the things you dislike... I mean, nothing you said has really... Because you haven't covered any of the things I've liked. You're just talking about things that I happen to not like. Okay, well, I'm talking... I'm hitting on, like, the two or three most important things, and you hate two of them. So, I'm just... It's... I'm, it's, I'm just asking questions, all right? Because the th- we For haven't talked about time. things that I like. Okay. It just seems... All right. I just don't know how much... I didn't say like. I love the movie. I said I really like the movie. Okay, okay. All I right, said before it's Before we get to the things... You can talk about the things you like. Cody, how do you feel about the reveal? Well, I liked it. I really liked the way it set up the next movie. I think it's probably the best mid-roll credits seen in any of these movies. And it made me genuinely excited for the next movie. Okay. I'm between two, the two of you that I do not care. I think nothing of it. It, Whatever direction they take is honestly fine to me. I don't really care. Uh I get where you're coming from, Josh, that sort of takes away his uniqueness. Uh, but it le- I think it opens the door to more, to different storytelling possibilities than what we got in the Raimi or the web versions. And that is, it's interesting. But then again, I saw how they handled some of the storytelling in this one. So maybe I should be nervous about that. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think, what this is leading to is that Spider-Man is the new Captain America or Iron Man. Like, actually, like, he's leading the charge against the Skrulls or whatever. And I guess that's just how, this is just the route that they want to take to get there. I, if I cared about this particular Spider-Man more, I would probably be a little bit more irked, but as it stands, whatever. It'll, I'll I'll see what, what they do next, and maybe it'll be the right thing. I don't know. Uh, likes for you, Josh. Stuff that you like that we So, here's the, here's the thing. So, as I was watching this movie, I realized there, this is not, the reason I have been so detached from the Spider-Man is because of the way they're developing him. They're taking a very long movie by movie approach, step by step to get to that Spider-Man that I want to see. We're not getting him in that in the last movie. We're not getting him in this movie. We might not even get him in the next movie. What the hell was that? Um. The Knives Out trailer. I wish I was joking. Okay. Um, it looks your, so good. Put your pants. Put your pants back on, please. I didn't watch that trailer either. Oh my god, Cody, watch trailers. Um, I get up from my couch. That's a deep I thought Mason. I didn't Mason make a huge deal about not watching trailers anymore. I don't know. Somebody did. I remember. No, that was me. I'm a hypocrite. I know. Yeah. 
anyway, um, they're taking this approach of kind of what they were trying to do with Superman of taking him from a certain place and bringing over the course of a few movies, getting to that traditional Superman. They're doing that with Spider-Man, except this time it's, you know, not depressing and mopey and it still feels genuinely like the character. Um, yeah, so far. Thank God. Thank God. Um, so I, once I kind of let go of my wants, Save and I why did you say that name? May. His I can't, I need, I need, I need to stop mentioning that. His name is May. Josh, that's a great film. It's not. Um, soon, once I kind of, kind of accepted that this is where we're going, I started enjoying the movie more, especially in the second half, because once the second, once the Mysterio reveal happens, the movie goes from, I don't know how I like this to, this is really, really good with some stuff I don't like, but it's really, really good. I think the whole Mysterio versus Spider-Man first fight is incredible. Like I said, we get to that. He gets hit by the train. He's stuck in uh, a prison in the Netherlands, which is great. I love all that stuff. The scene on the plane with him and happy. Oh my God. The Netherlands guys are the best. They're great. They're so Um, fun. They're great. Um, They close the jail door. (laughs) What did they do to get end up there? They like, uh, they were partying too hard, weren't they? Yeah. They gave a specific example. and killed me. They're just such nice guys. They're like, Hey Joe. Whatever the guys, oh, they're the best. Oh, I forgot about them. Anyways, um, and I liked that we kind of get we get seen on the plane with him and Happy. We that's where it felt to me like okay, it's not just he's going to be Iron Man Junior. He's coming into his own. He's learning how to be this hero by himself. Yeah, I hope they get, get rid of we, Iron Spider. That's not. Yeah, I, I never want to see that suit again. Yeah, uh, it's ugly. I, it's just it's yeah, tiny. and I like. I, I got nervous for a second because he started pulling up all these suits. I was like, oh, he's just gonna pick some Spider-Man suit that Tony built for him. But no, he uses Tony's tech to build his own suit, his own custom-made suit, which I loved. I don't love that he uses Tony's tech, but you know what? This is the world they've established, so it makes sense. So Tony, Tony's tech is gonna be the magic one. Yeah, um, and I'm fine. I've, I've accepted that, and I'm fine with it. As long as he's building it himself, I'm all fine with it. And I liked that scene. I liked bringing well, in the Josh, symbol. Well, he's, um, he's pressing buttons. He's not really... He's 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 still doing it himself. He's custom. Okay, he, he's yeah, pressing he's buttons himself. He's, okay. he's doing it. Jamie Dean um, And I like that he's doing that, and I like that it's kind of the transition movie, and I really... And it, and it was... It paid off by the end of the movie where we get the final battle, which is great. Okay. And it shows, and I think once that final scene where you think Mysterio's dead and then he sh- makes him think he's dead and then he shoots him and then he grabs him by the wrist. All that stuff cool. is, I thought that was excellent. That's probably one of my favorite Spider-Man moments. You know. When he runs down the hall with his eyes closed. Yes. Yeah. That's how that was that was awesome. The spider sense uh, is back. Yay, yeah, and also, there. yeah, at once the de- kind of the bringing in the spider sense developing that Didn't was awesome. Did he have that in Infinity War though? Like when he was on the bus, his... for a minute. Mm. Mm. The I think it's, it's showing. It's not really, it's showing that like it comes and goes, and he's learning to control it, and it's kind of getting stronger in him. Because he, he only it only that's the only time it's ever showed up. I just want to point out. People were very upset that Ray was as good as she was flying the Falcon using the lightsaber, and then he immediately masters Spider Sense. Yeah, yeah, it's called sexism, boys and girls. <sighs> Everything's terrible. Captain America anyway. too. That went around on Twitter of like he can perfectly use this shield, but Ray can't fly a plane. Got it. Anyways, um, is that 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's generally why I like the movie a lot, because I think once, as much as I have, there are things, like I said, I don't like the end, where it goes with the end credit scene. I don't like the Tony, the dealing with the fallout stuff. I don't like yeah. um, some of the, I don't like a lot of the, some of the humor, or at least the way it's used. I don't like a lot of the, some of the stuff, I don't like the location, but it has, it has it where it counts, and it's going in a direction outside of the credit scene that I like. So overall, I really like this movie. I, I just I think in six months you're gonna not like this as much, but that's just my own prediction. But um, well, that's because you do that with every movie. No, let's mark that down somewhere. Let's see if you're right. I think I'm gonna well, like. You're this just more. saying like you just said what you just said summed it up. Like I like how this is going, except for the end credit sequence, and the end credit sequence is tell is the beginning of where it's going. Well, I don't know. I depends. Just, if, I just think I, don't I, th- know. I think it's gonna. Ch- I think. It's a real, more realistic would be, say, in two years, because if I see the third movie and it goes in a direction I don't like, that will change how I feel about this movie. But for right now, I like it. I I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, because most of the time, they give me, they don't give me a reason to be disappointed. So. I, I have one major dislike, and, um, and then we'll check in with Cody and then wrap things up with this. Uh, John Watts is not, uh, no. He's a good director. Very good director. I think he did a much better job here than he did with Upcoming. I just... Because someone doesn't have a visual style doesn't mean they're not a good director. Not even that. It's not even that. Just this, the texture of it all. And I just, this movie had no shots that were interesting to me. It looked drab and it looked looked a lot like yesterday, Cody, of just Mm -hmm. cold and digital. And it there's nothing that I could look at in this and say, oh, well, that's John Watts shot. And I don't think it's not for, to me, a good director is I can watch three minutes of a movie and I can, I know exactly who it is. And if you put this three minutes, if you took a random three minutes here and told me, oh, well, this is directed by Ruben Fleischer or, uh, <laughs> not McGee. He's the can... stylized director. Then I just, I don't put as much weight in that, especially when Sam Raimi has done Spider-Man and Mark Webb, whether you like it or not, he does, I think he has a, he has a distinctive vision, just the way that he does movement and how he kind of showed Spider-Man doing certain things. And, um, and by comparison, this is just kind of ugly. I don't know. I, I didn't enjoy looking at it. And especially with Endgame had some great looks and Infinity War had some awesome shots and, Doctor Strange even had a few cool, cool little moments there, but with this, it just looks, yeah, legit. I, it, I, it said it looks I think cold. I think and the boring. I think the illusion scenes look amazing. I think a lot of the um, action scenes stand out. Especially know, to me, economic. that's like to me, that's like some of the scenes in Ragnarok where uh, of like the Valkyrie coming down. Where yeah, there's these yeah. there's these really great five minute moments where it looks artistic, and then it you go to the rest of it, and it just looks flat and boring. And I, I hate that, especially when I think, I think superheroes are your chance to make something visually striking and visually stimulating. So when people, every scene looks special, then none of them will look special. Nice. That's, that's a good little, that's a, that's a good little, uh, um, incredible. Yeah, it's exactly what I stole it from. It's not that it looks special. It just looks like it has a style. That's all. And 
are you saying that the, it's anti-style and that it doesn't want to look? No, I just think to... I don't think it's trying to be. I mean, it's like not every, have, not I mean, every big movie or a small movie. Not every movie needs to have this distinctive look or feel to it to be visually. Okay, cap- but name me name me a great movie that doesn't have that it has a has a visual style that isn't great and a visual style that isn't at least stimulating. The Godfather is the, it's shadows on shadows. That's beautifully lit. Jaws is, is it's very stylized. You shoot the way that they shoot the shark and close encounters. I'd hate to keep using Spielberg, but Steve Jobs, like they change the formats of it. Dark Knight, IMAX. Like it, I don't think you can have a great movie without having a great visual style. And I'm not saying that if this was directed with the same script by Tarantino or Fincher or whatever, that would be a great movie. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it doesn't, it lacks it. That's it. Cool. Okay. Cody, any further likes or dislikes? I like most of it. Little bitch. I? I really did just like most of it. So, Josh, I'm you're done. telling me the visual style of Whiplash doesn't make doesn't count. That's not why I watched that movie. It has great cinematography. There are some shots in that movie that I love, but I'm watching that movie for the characters. I'm watching that movie for the writing, the editing. I just don't think it, I don't think it would be as impactful if it was cinematography is like was. sixth on my list of important things. What's first? I know it's first. Don't tell me. Pop culture references. Yep. He didn't even dispute it. Mine is dialogue. Cody, that actually might be a fun list to do one of these days. What's that? Like uh, priorities in movies. I don't. Huh? That's interesting. I don't know if I'm smart enough to do that. I think you are. I think you're the smartest of us all, Cody. I don't think that's true. I think you see things clearest. Well, I'm dumb, and Josh doesn't like Interstellar, so that kind of by default you have to be the smartest. All right. Cody, congratulations. You're the smartest. Okay. Mm. Uh, f- grade and slash final thoughts. Uh, for me, I think this is very uneven. It does a lot of stuff I don't like about it and is what happens a lot on our podcast. The more we talk about it, the less I like it. And it's a three and a half stars in Letterbox now. I could see it dropping a little bit. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, this isn't sitting with me very well. So, but for right now, I'll do a seven out of ten with, the caveat that that's probably going to go down. Cody, final thoughts on the grade? Eight and a half. It was a fine movie. It was a very good movie. It was more than fine. I think that it treats everything with enough respect and really furthers the story of this whole fucking MCU that we're still working on. Um, well, and it takes the, takes the whole story in a direction. I'm really excited to see it go. Josh, what about you? I really liked it. And depending on how things go in July 2021, when the next one comes out, probably when it's going to come out, then I can either like it more or I can like it less. But right now, I really like it, and I'm excited for the future. Is it unfair to like this less because Spider-Verse just came out? No. No. I like every Spider-Man movie less because Spider-Man 2 exists, so... Now that I'm thinking about it, I actually might need to drop it pretty quickly. Because Spider-Verse is really great. 
And like, if I'm going to talk about a visual style, then I gotta, you gotta acknowledge a movie that has possibly the best visual style ever in a superhero movie. So, yikes, a Rooney. It's on Netflix. Check it out now. Uh, alright. Spider Man, where's the rank in the MCU for you guys? Top half, bottom half, middle? What do you, what do you, where are you at? Middle. Middle? Cody? Yeah, Spider Man, top half. I like Spider Man. Mine's in the top ten right now. But, like I said, probs going down, but, oh well. Alright, time to move on. We are, it is currently July 9th. We are a little bit past the halfway point, so let's quickly go around and list off our top five favorite movies of the year so far. Boom, boom. Uh, I'm going to start with some honorable mentions. I have two. One of which is Triple Frontier, the J.C. Chander Netflix movie. Really solid action movie. The scene at the house is incredible. Uh, some of the cinematography is V-strong. Oscar Isaac's amazing, as he always is. And it's a really solid kind of heist and then sort of survival thriller? I don't know. Highly recommend it if you guys haven't seen it. I think you did, Josh, not you, Cody. I did not see it. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. I hate the ending, but other than that, it's pretty solid. Uh, giving him that piece of paper at the end just drives me nuts. Uh, the other one is uh, Missing Link. It's a beautiful little Leica movie. Uh, stop. That looked really bad. It was cute. It wasn't, I mean, coming off Kubo, they, I think their best bet was to do something really kind of simple, and they did, and it was fine. It was very, very nice, and at the very least, it's stop motion, so if this was a com- 3D computer animated movie, I'd probably be a lot lower on it, but because it's stop motion and it's just the, uh, objectively the best art form, then I had to give it, uh, I gave it a, objectively. Objective. It's objective. It's great. It's the best. Um, I, I gave it a, a good mark and I I like it a lot. Cody, any honorable mentions? Uh, I have two. Okay. Uh, the Apollo 11 documentary. Nice. Was very, very interesting. I liked it a lot. Um, it was, basically more of a narrative than it was like an actual documentary you know what i mean with like talking heads and yeah there was there was very little of that from my recollection nice um did they include the scene where buzz aldrin punched that guy who said they didn't land on the moon no i wish sad but they did include that scene where um kubrick yelled at neil armstrong because he wasn't doing it intense enough (laughs) um (laughs) that was very good that's funny. And then my other honorable mention is Yesterday, because I liked it. Nice. I liked the Beatles a lot, so it worked for me. By the Even way... Even though I don't really remember anything I said last time. For those who listened to our Yesterday CarCast, uh, my apologies for the late upload of that. I left my charger in the city and in, wasn't able to edit it, so you got two episodes in like three days. Sorry about that. Josh, honorable mention. Zuh. I have two. They are Glass and Booksmart. Sorry, what was this first one? Uh, uh, Glass. Ass? No, Glass. (laughs) Not ass. Glass. G-L-A-S-S. Glass. All I heard was the A-S-S. I'm going to kill both of you. Glass. M. Night Shyamalan's Glass. Ass is a really weird name for a movie. You said ass? Oh, my God. You (laughs) are the worst people to ever walk the earth. Outside of Hitler, maybe. I think he said ass, Cody. That's weird. <laughs> and book smart. 
weird. That's too low. Uh, my number five is a movie that I saw a little while ago. I was mixed on, and as the days have gone by, I've grown to appreciate it and like it more and more. It is a movie called Under the Silver Lake, and it is fucking bananas. It stars Andrew Garfield, also known as the best Spider-Man. No, he's not. We're Spider-Man. set in Los Angeles, where I... It's kind of hard to describe, because there's so much that happens. And it's just this fun little kind of noir-y uh, mystery, sort of. And there's a crazy scene in a house with a guy at a piano. And that's like one of the seven crazy scenes and I don't want to give too much away, but I also can't because I didn't really understand it, but it was a hell of a ride and I, I would recommend it to both of you. Maybe. I don't know. It's Hmm. really interesting. It's a jigsaw puzzle. Uh, it's quite a bit of fun and, um, yeah, check it out. Maybe Cody, number four or number five, excuse me. Five is rocket man. Oh, Even though we disagreed on it, I liked it a lot. It's very interesting for me. And like I said, I like musicals, and this was half musical. And half so it was good. bad Half movie. biopic. No, it's a biopic. Biopic. No! Biopic? Biopic. Biopic. Got it. <laughs> Josh, number five. Number five is Alita Battle Angel. Fuck you. That's all I have to say about that. I thought ass was an honorable mention. <laughs> I don't understand your list, Josh. Continue. Number four. You said ass? <laughs> My number oh, four boy. is a romantic comedy starring King of Assault, Seth Rogen, and Queen of Assault, Charlize Theron. It is called Longshot, and it is very nice. It's funny, it is cute, it is sweet, it's about geopolitical intrigue, and um, I like it a lot. Solid Sunday afternoon movie, and Seth Rogen's just the best. Not much more I can say about it. Solid solid picture. Cody, number four. Well, number four is the movie we just spent two hours talking about. Whoa. Ass? Yeah. Nice. No, Spider-Man Var from Home. Cool. All right, Joshua, number four. Number four is How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Ah, interesting. I uh, loved it. It's a great end of the trilogy. How do you how do you rank the dragon movies? Uh, two, one, three. That's also the correct uh, order of the Dark Knight trilogy, so congrats. I mean, both trilogies have all perfect movies, so. You really want to look at The Dark Knight Rises and tell me that's perfect? I have no major flaws with it outside of the like 17 plot holes in it. Okay. okay. So, Bane is great. I don't care. He is. I've never said anything bad about Bane. Never it once. It doesn't matter. You could, that movie could be terrible and Bane's in it and I don't care. Well, fun I, fact, I it is. It is it's terrible. Not. It's, it's not. So bad. It's not. No movie with Bane. Yeah, I don't know how you can like Batman and Robin and not like Dark Knight Rises. That makes no sense to me in any way. Who's the better Bane, Mason? Oh, stop. Don't ask that question, because I don't want to hear the answer. Let's see. Can I, can I put together a PowerPoint and get back to you? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm leaning towards the Batman Robert. He's more, comic, he's more comic accurate. That's all I'm saying. That is true. I, I didn't think he about that. He literally has a muscle suit on. Yeah, it's great. That's awesome. I really, uh, honestly, no meme. I like Batman and Robin more than The Dark Knight Rises. What is wrong with you? Sue me. 
And I'm that's the biggest, a super. Will, that's a I'm super su- bad take. I just need you to know that. <laughs> but it's true. Batman and yeah, Robin but it doesn't bum a, me out as much as Dark Knight Rises did. It, it make, Batman and Robin makes me depressed to be alive. Well, okay, let's see. Let's think, let, here's the tiebreaker. Which movie has a terrible Joseph Gordon-Levitt performance? Oh, it's Dark Knight Rises. No, because it's a great Joseph Gordon-Levitt performance. You just don't like good acting. We don't know what's down there. The commission is down there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he sound like Stallone? That's not what he sounds like, with though. With a cool car. Oh, man, we were like, our minds are blowing up, man. I saw a look in your eyes. I saw the look in your face. The anger. Shut the fuck up. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him so much. Ah, John Blake is the worst. Ah, John Blake is a worse character than Mr. Freeze, and I will hear nothing oh to the contrary. God. He is a bitch. He's a straight bitch, and I hate He's him. He's a great character. God. Ah, I hate that movie. Okay, um, my number three, also a movie I like more than The Dark Knight Rises. It is Avengers Endgame. This movie kicks ass. Saw it three times in the theaters. Can you believe that? Twice opening weekend, once in IMAX. I'm crazy. I know. I'm the biggest Marvel shill. But this movie's great. And I get emotional whenever I see Tony and his daughter. And Downey is the king. Also the king of us all. Along with Seth Rogen. And it's fantastic. Actually, just... I think it might even have a shot at my top ten. I mean, you you never know. You never know. You You're never such know. a shill, dude. You never know. Well, there's some things that have disappointed me, so it's got an opportunity. To okay, people that people that unironically use that word make me want to kill myself. What shill? Yes. Kind of makes me want to use it. Yeah. God, Josh, you're the biggest uh, Shyamalan shill I know. So that's you know. oh, well, I'm not even going to deny. Okay, well, that's as long as you can live with it. The metaphorical okay. dunce hat. You're going to. I want him to adopt me. It's not. Oh, you prick! What? Whose phone went off? It's not mine. Tim's. Uh, <laughs> Cody number three. Okay, I need to disclaimer this so that these next three movies are pretty much uh, okay cool. interchangeable. All right. I liked them all. Okay. Almost equally, but my number three, and again, no in no particular order, is Midsummer. Wow, you hate film. I love film. Okay. I well, love movies. We'll, we'll talk about that I in a bit. I love so movies. So we'll hold off. <laughs> I love movies. Keanu, the king. Josh, number three. My number three is uh, Toy Story 4. Nice. Yeah, I forgot to put that on my honorable uh, mentions. Okay. My number two is Toy Story 4, so let's talk about it. I saw it again. I got the emotional this time. Once, uh, once I knew what was coming and I didn't, you know, wasn't trying to figure out what the ending would be like. And I just, it, whew, got a little dusty in that theater. It sure did. Uh, you seen it the one time? Yeah. I, I can't remember. Did you get emotional? Yeah. You did. Okay. So you're a normal person. Got it. Mm-hmm. Really good movie. So funny. Ducky and Bunny. Wow. Love those two. Okay. Uh, uh, that was your number. No, that was my number two. Jo- Cody, what's your number two? My number two is John Wick three. Gross. Because that movie nice. kicked ass. It was so good. It's another honorable mention for me. I want to see that again. Don't you mean kick glass? Because glass is a bad movie. <laughs> no, it's a great movie for people with taste. Oofta. 
He hits you, dude. Right where it hurts. And I'm the idiot. If you bring Mamma Mia up, I swear to God. Batman and Robin. It's even worse. Oh my Better God. comic book film. Uh, Josh, number two. My number two is Jordan Peele's Us. Ooh, that's another one. I love that movie. It is so much better than Get Out. That is not even funny. Um, it's probably going to become one of my favorite horror movies of all time. The more I think about it, I'm going to watch it again soon because I just bought it and I love that movie so much. It's it's brilliant. I don't know. I still would. Pref- I still prefer the Bye Bye Man, but it's a pretty solid flick. That movie. D- that wait, is that a thing? The Bye Bye Man. What's that? It's an iconic piece of horror cinema. Kubrick. I honestly well. don't it's a know. Bad, bad movie. I genuinely have no idea. What you're you don't know the buy down the need to work. Damn it! Who was saying that? I thought you were talking Wait, about. The no, he was making a, a joke. And then He's I making did. a joke. I'm pretty sure. I am because the buy by man is like apparently terrible. And then I, I think I might have heard it once. But the joke is, is that letterbox thing you sent us, right? I don't know. Somebody sent us that. I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. Uh, I'm heading off of this world. <laughs> You're all you. Hey, doggy. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Love the disaster artist. I gotta watch that again. It's a great movie. Uh, my number one is Smart. So funny. So hashtag real and genuine. So woke. And amazing. Woke, uh, definitely a woke com for sure. And Caitlin Deaver and Beanie Feldstein are great. I can't, it's sad that Beanie Feldstein's like 28 or whatever in, his, in high school movies. I hope she can get out of it and do Is she like, really that old? Oh no, nah, she's like 24, 25. I was, I think Caitlin Deaver's like 22 maybe. I don't know. Um, hmm. hope she can graduate to, uh, the bigger, more meaty roles, but um, she's really good at this. So, yeah, Olivia Wilde directs the crap out of it. It's the most fun I've had at the movies. I just, uh, this year, it's just such a wonderful little movie, and I highly recommend everybody go check it out at some point. All right, uh, who's next? Cody, you're number one. My number one is Avengers 4. Oh, you both have it. Yep. Oh, <laughs> now I feel left out. But like I said, do you want me to change it to John Wick 3 so you can feel more special? No, you can keep it. Can you ch- can you change it to Velvet Buzzsaw? To, I didn't see Velvet Buzzsaw. I did. Did I? Oh, did I, I, fell, on it. I fell asleep during it. It was a bad movie. It was a great movie. Morph. I love uh, Morph. It was awful. I'm changing. My number number one is Dark Phoenix. It's the X-Men movie we've been waiting for. I actually really didn't hate that movie that I much. I thought it was fine. I thought it was okay. I will probably never see it. Okay, so you both like Endgame the most. Yeah. So I mean, but like I said, it's close. Hey, it's my three, so we're all, you know, we all like it. I saw it the most out of anybody, though. I just need to point that out. No, I saw it three times. I only saw it twice. I saw it four times. I've seen it the most. I just watched you, it. You didn't see it four times. I just had a hot flash, and I watched it from memory. So suck it. Uh, best part of the movie? Hulk? Hulk? Yeah, it's Hulk. Iron Man. Mm, All of them. Hulk. But Hulk gives Ant-Man a taco. Cool. (laughs) They're all the best part of the movie. Ant-Man is low-key the best part of that movie. And he dabs. He dabs, guys. That makes him the worst part of the movie. It's so woke. 
Love it. Okay. All right. So Avengers Endgame and Booksmart <laughs> are our collective top movies of the year so far. It's going to be very fun next few months. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is out in a few weeks. We just got a nice. It's going to be the best movie ever. Hollywood? What? What is? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, that watching... comes out in like two weeks, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. 25th is when it comes out. Uh, watching and listening to Cody Midsummer. Yeah. You liked Loved it a lot, it. obviously. It was awesome. It was really good. Yeah? Don't was, say anything there... in detail, please. Yeah, that's fair. That's, um, that scene with the spoon? Like what? That's just not a thing. Um, but okay. no, it was just Josh, more. You, okay, on all seriousness, Josh, I do want to talk about something spoilery. So can you like? Lit- I'm not even joking right now, dude. So if all you right, want to just put your then headphones text down. text me when you finish. No, just put your headphone down and then like wait 30 seconds. It's not going to take long. Okay. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Cody, like. Half, like 45 minutes into the movie that they're standing in the bar and this girl comes over and you see in subtitles she's like hey we're watching Austin Powers and the blah 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 and they never reference it again what the fuck happened <laughs> I don't, that's just bad filmmaking on Ari Aster's part or is um, it great I don't know I can't tell I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it's driving me insane that is hilarious <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> Josh if you can hear us you can come back all right, we'll just wait for him. Or we'll just keep talking about it. No spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers. Now, if, in case... Oh, but seriously, I liked there. that last, um, like, the last... Moments. Probably, what? 40 minutes? Maybe 30 minutes of that movie? Yeah, when it just gets... Huh? That, I would say 30, yeah. When they start, um... You know, once... The stuff happens. Yeah. Josh, are you and here? Are you back? Yeah, are you here? I'm back. Okay. So, like, then I watched Hereditary last night, too. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's just, it's incredible how alike these movies are and how they both accomplish the same type of horror. So, um... Oh, that was horror? I didn't... Yeah. It's atmospheric horror. Okay. I wasn't it's scared. The horror isn't scary. Yeah, that's right. Because nah, jump right. scares are for children. Yep. And what so, this does is it builds up an atmosphere. And so what actually, am I supposed to be afraid of? Sweden? The situation. I'm not... A, okay, but I don't... Okay, all right. I, this being isn't scared a, isn't being startled by a loud noise. Yeah, but I don't get scared by that. By stuff that isn't loud noises or, or like well, conjuring. Then you don't like horror or you don't like real horror. I like the conjuring. I like okay. it a lot. But are you scared by those movies? Yeah. Are you scared because they're jump scares, or are you scared because of the atmosphere? Well, I'm scared because I believe in ghosts. Well, that's because you're stupid. I don't believe Whoa, in Sweden. hey, that's... Relax. I do not... Sweden is... No, not real. So, Abba's not real? Oh, shit. Hold on, I need to... I need to... I need some time. Reassess, my guy. <laughs> Who am I? It's just not scary to me. I don't know. Well, that's fine. I'm not saying, but it is... People laugh, people laugh at different things that people are afraid of different things. It doesn't make it's, any sense. It ha- I mean, okay, maybe... I mean, I still think it's a horror movie, but in all it honesty... Is, it is a horror movie. It's you haven't seen more it. suspenseful to me. It's pretty funny, honestly. 
That, oh my god, okay, again, no spoilers, but Cody, that opening scene, holy shit. Oh my god. Holy shit. Wow. That so was, good. that, Ari Aster. All right, all right, don't, just, I'm relax. not, I'm not gonna spoil anything, I swear, I'm just, Jesus Christ. And I'm, and Josh, I know that there, you're probably thinking to yourself, oh, he's just overselling, it's not that bad, but dude, no, it's fucking bad. It's messed it's, up. It's rough. It's crazy. In the best, the best sort of way. I'm probably gonna see it next week. It's, oh, you're not prepared. You really need to, wow, you need to clear your head. You need to, like, get meditation or get a You should, um, um you should watch Hereditary again. I'm probably going to watch it tomorrow. You should do that. I think that Whew. it'll help you. It, it makes, it'll make the movie better, I think. Honestly, that, and then I think there's one other scene that are on par with the Charlie, uh, decapitation. Like, from when, <laughs> from when they, from when she eats the thing and then when, they find out that she's dead in Hereditary. There's not, there's, the opening is kind of close to that, but not quite, at least for me. And there's one other moment that I'm forgetting that was also really great. But, um, no, it, very, very, I really like the movie a lot more than Hereditary. Uh, I will never watch it again, obviously, but it's, it's really, it's playful and it's pretty funny. Will Poulter's super good in it. Um, is Will Poulter's in it? Yeah. Yeah. Is that on Captain Eyebrows' name? Yeah. That's little Jack Nicholson. He's really, really funny. It's, I actually, I have, no, I have no idea who's in this movie outside of Florence, uh, whatever her name is. Oh, he's awesome in it too. Yeah, yeah. There's everybody, another, everybody in this movie is really good. There's another person that you know and like, Josh. That's that is like the second lead. So I guess right. go into that blind if you want. Um, All right. But the pitch of I'm going to make a, a horror thriller, whatever this is, set in a day, is just brilliant and it's just a fun like it's a very playful idea that Ari Aster pulls off really really well and then I won't go into any further details so does I just Josh's yeah I'm not going to go into any details about the movie but I honestly think that um, Ari Aster has a real future like I think, I think he's I think, he's destined to become one of the best I really do think he's the heir apparent to Kubrick I agree like, I think Kubrick's on a different level and didn't put out as many straight horror movies, but I think if, if Kubrick spent his entire career and if Astor spends, which I don't think he will, spends his career making horror movies, I think they would come out pretty much even in terms of just their skill and dedication to the Kubrick put out a different genre every time he made a movie. Yeah, but I always associated him with some sort of, like, terror, I guess. Just that, Clockwork Orange... Uh, I mean, Eyes Wide Shut, I haven't seen it, but I think yeah. it's, it's, you know, weird and spooky in a way. Um, like, Cooper Head didn't make a fun movie, did he? No. 2001's pretty horrifying. I don't know. They, ah, Aster and Sci-Fi, that's what I want to see next. Shit. But yeah, I'm always... Uh, wait, if he does, like, a sci-fi horror, dude? Forget I, about I, it. I it's done. Say, I don't even do horror. I would just do straight sci-fi. Just the visual palette, or the visual kind of... I know, but him, like, have you guys ever seen Event Horizon? I haven't. No. I think he could make, like, a really good version of Event Horizon, because Event Horizon's not that great. A lot of potential, but not... I really, I do really like it, because it spawned a lot of memes (laughs) with me and my friends, but normal people don't like it. Normies. (laughs) Classic normies. Um, Yeah, Midsommar... It's the seal of approval from two thirds of us. It's very good. Go see it. Uh, I also saw a movie last night that I wanted to talk about. Oh, and just for anybody out there, if you go 
onto my Letterbox page, letterbox.com slash Mason Merritt, and looking at my lists. I've put together a list of ten movies that Ryan Johnson said have influenced his writing and directing of Knives Out. They are, they are, I should say, The Last of Sheila, Murder on the Orient Express, The 70s Version, Murder by Death, Death on the Nile, The Private Eyes, uh, The Mirror Cracked, Evil Under the Sun, Death Trap, Clue, and Gosford Park. I've seen four of the ten coming in, and I'm going to kind of go through all of them leading up to Knives Out, because uh, I'm obviously excited about that. And the first movie that I watched on that was last night, called, a movie called The Last of Sheila. It is a very, very fun whodunit uh, that, save for one... I'm going to spoil one thing for you guys, okay? Okay. So the bit is that um, this guy brings a bunch of his friends onto a boat, and he gives them cards about, like, I am a blank of something that maybe happened in one of their pasts. And one of the characters is revealed to be a child molester, and they just slide right past it, and they don't even bring it up or elaborate on it at all. And it's weird. But other than that, it's a great movie, and I highly recommend it. Very fun, murder mystery whodunit, and it's got Raquel Welch, and she's gorgeous. So there you go. Written by randomly... Anthony Perkins from Psycho and Stephen Sondheim. So, go figure. <laughs> uh, weird shit. And, yeah, those are my, that's my watching and listening to. Cody, did, were you done with yours, or did I? Yeah, I, that, I, I got enough. Okay. Josh, what about you? Um, what did I watch? Um, had a really random Harry Potter marathon that was 19 hours straight and I wanted to kill myself. Right. That was fun. It was fun. Um, it's great, though. So I shouldn't have done it starting at five in the afternoon. That's a bad call. Yeah, that. that was not my decision. Wait, so mo- uh, what movie was playing when the sun was coming up? Um, Probably Goblet. I, think. I want to say Half Blood Prince. Maybe Order of the Phoenix. Did anything? Has your mind changed? Have you liked movies less or more? I like them all the same as I always have. Okay. <laughs> Still I've seen them enough. Still that haven't they, seen the light on Azkaban. I see. Always be a simple boy. Yeah, they're always. It's you still haven't seen the light. That it's the best of the bunch. So overrated trash. Got it. No, no, got it. No, it's a masterpiece that actually stands out from the rest of them. Pointless and narratively obsolete. I agree. No, it's about character development, which is something you don't know about because all you care about is dialogue. Um, I also watch. Well, if we do a list, I can prove to you that's not the case. Lists are so dumb. You're so dumb. Shut up. Next week, I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, what else did I watch? Oh yeah, Um, Stranger Things season three. It's my favorite season of the the show. I'm not done with it yet, so I I won't say anything. I'll just say that it's incredible, and the ending is the best episode of the show so far. Any Jobs v. Scully, Dawn of Justice scenes in there? Thankfully, no bad show. I'm done. I heard Maya Hawk is good in it. She's amazing. She's the best new character. Is Joe Keery gonna be a big thing? No. I hope so. He's great. Okay. Well, I'll never watch it, so great. That's because you hate good shows. I've been watching Ghost Hunters quite a bit, so that's untrue. Dude, Ghost Hunters is even the best ghost hunting show. Shut up, Cody. Shut your mouth. It's great. Ghost Adventures, is, uh, Adventures is a thousand times better than Zach Ghost Zach Baggins Hunters. is an incel. That's the point. 
Really? What'd you say, Sonia? They proved ghost hunters was fake. They caught him in a lie. Did you hear that? That's, My girl speaks the truth. That's untrue. That is untrue. I love her, but she's lying. Um, I don't think she is. Okay. Who do you believe, Cody? Her or me? Her. Pick a lot. Pick a <laughs> team. Pick a side, Cody. Always her. Shit. Yeah, you picked the right side. Shit. Or at least, so I, smart. At least Josh is on my side. No. No. Wait. wait what? <gasps> he likes Ghost Adventures better too. Oh, I don't. I don't really care either way. I'm just gonna not pick Mason's side for fun. Smart. But did Ghost Adventures come to Cortland, New York, Cody? That's all I'm asking. Yeah. No, they didn't. But they didn't. oh, well, interesting. They also didn't find anything at the 1890 house, dude. Did they, did they heard an EVP? Did they come to New York? Huh? Did they? Ghost Hunters came thrice. Thrice. Take that. Anyways, next week. Don't know what we're doing. Hopefully, a top ten list because I have a really fun idea for a top tens that I want to do. We're not doing. We're not doing. You have the list, Josh. And I can make the list, and Cody can make the list. So we're pretty much a third of the way. Want to? Cody, please. The list is so stupid. Pretty please. I'll so venom, dumb. I'll Venom you five dollars for your time. Why? What? No. I'm just trying. I'm, I'm throwing haymakers. I'm seeing what lands. All right. Well, until next time, whatever that may be, you can follow us and underscore Reflex on the Twitter. Leave an iTunes review. Send us an email at reflexpodcast@gmail.com. Check us out on Spotify. And until next time, Josh, Cody. Take it easy. Bye. Later.